Hi, Chad. Hi, Cameron. We should do a show. We should do a show. So, my favorite part about this opening is that it was better than every opening Sean Luke does. <laughs> this I'm is just, the only Opinions Are Cheap podcast with I'm Cameron and Chad. Fooling. I'm just fooling. Yeah, he's easy to he's fun to fool and kind of easy to fool. It's because he's so earnest, which is cool. People should be earnest and like the things they like, except Magic the Gathering. That's for nerds. How old are you, Chad? 30. You're too young to use the word earnest. Am I? Yes. I don't think that's how that works. You have to be in, like, Mark Twain times. So, resulting from or showing sincere and intense conviction. I sound so old right now. I... I'm sorry. Ooh, look at me, I'm Chad. I bought a house with my money that I saved. I'm an adult. Oh, I, yeah, I totally didn't steal the money. Yes, we will tell everyone I saved it. I wanna... Can I open on a cute story that's not mine? Yes! On, on my dumb form that I'm always on. And So this guy, he finds a stray cat. It's The, it, the weather's really bad. He takes it in. Uh, likes the cat, but decides he's gonna take it to the vet to see if it's chipped and if it belongs to somebody. Turns out that the, the cat is chipped. The vet calls the owner. The owner comes and takes the cat. The owner doesn't seem very happy to see the cat. And when he's like, so how long has it been missing? He's like, I don't know, like a couple hours. He's like, well, that's not true because I've had it for like a day and a half. The owner's just like, whatever. The, goes in, and leaves. And, and this guy's like, I don't think they, I think they, they don't even think they give a shit. Like, I'm really upset. I, they, they just seem like really bad cat owners. And, and like, I really kind of like this pet. And I don't know, you know, but it's theirs. I can't do anything about it. It was, it was chipped. Not 24 hours later, the fucking cat is at his door because the owners are really just trying to abandon it. So it came back to his house, and now he's like, look, I have a cat now, and it's a really fucking cute cat, and I'm, like, super happy for him. That's good. So, so don't be shitty pet owners, people. Like, you know, if you... It's a commitment. Also, I miss my cat. I, I, he's not dead. Well, the one's dead. The other one's not. He's totally fine. I just don't live with him, and I, I miss when I cuddle with him and I call him a good boy. I miss the dead one, too. Okay, that guy that asked me to do a, a video game trailer. He oh, wants yeah. to edit a trailer for his game. Yes. So he's releasing his game in five, five hours. No, seven hours. And he asked me if I could put together a launch trailer for him. Mm-hmm. So he just texted me, uh, Hey, sorry, I don't have the clips ready yet. Yeah, so... <laughs> the launch trailer that I put together for the Land of Glass, I think I <laughs> I want to say that took about 10 hours to put together, but that was also, I had to go dig up the, the clips and stuff, so that took some time. But it it's hard. It, it takes a fucking while to put something good together with, with Premiere or any video editing program. Then there's things to worry about, like, oh, what font should we use? What music should we use? Uh... What footage should we use? That he's picking for you, which is nice. But all the other stuff's still really important. Like, how long does he want it? Because if it's a launch trailer, it's probably going to be, like, a minute long. But that still takes a lot of time to do well. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm reminding him stuff. Like, why, if you want me to put this together quickly, um, just storyboard it out. Like, the more details, the better. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. And it's like, and if you want any text tell me what text you want or make mm -hmm. the graphic and I'll put it on the screen. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's a good idea. And then he's like, okay, I'm going to get the clips. And I was like, okay, record the clips without music playing. So it's yes. just sound effects. And he was like, oh. 
Oh god. <laughs> I think he's he's been pulling like 12-hour workdays for the past 2 weeks to like meet this deadline. So I think he's a little burnt out and excited about just releasing it. Well, it is a, it is a completely different thought process to, like from making a game to promoting a game. So I can I get why he wouldn't think of it because I remember the first time, the, the first couple clips I recorded for our first trailer for The Land of Glass, it was, oh shit, the, the fucking volume's on. We have to go back and redo this. And I was like, Joe, you need to make it so I can turn the music off. And odds are that was already in there, and I just didn't know how to do it because I was an idiot. And he, he thinks I had a lot better than I do with that. But yeah, it is, it's different. The problem is, is he, he should have gotten you, gotten you all that stuff like a week and a half ago at least with the storyboards and everything just so you don't have to like, oh, I guess I'll spend all night working on this instead. Like, that's... A dick move. Also, did he ever figure out what to do with music? Because I know he wanted you to put really shitty music in that. Yeah, I never heard back from him. Um, honestly, I thought he wasn't going to ask me to do the trailer anymore because the conversation stopped. Mm-hmm. So he tells me like yesterday, hey, if I got you the stuff tomorrow, can you put the trailer in? <laughs> it's like, oh, you you little baby. Uh, Are you going to do it for him? Well, yeah, if he gets me the clips... I guess. So that means probably no Overwatch tonight? I Well, let, honestly, let's see. I still want to put my song in it just to say fuck you. To, more to spite him now, because he has no control over what you do now at this point. Uh, yeah, you know what? Send me the music you want to use. Alright, I'm going to have to re... I'll have to go into the song again and then like re-export it without the vocals. And then you can just like pick whatever part you want. But I have one I think that would actually suit this pretty well based on what I've seen of it. Okay. Did you play a I demo? I did not. I don't it's play anything. Game. You know, it's a fun game. Um, Next week when it's out, I'll tell everybody about it. And you can buy it on Steam for a dollar or whatever. That's cool. Um, Good for him for releasing something. That shit's hard. Yeah, and honestly, he, he put together something that works pretty well. Like, it, it is actually neat. It's not just because he's a friend. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. Um, So I got a story. Yay, story! Uh, Third time's the charm. So we continue the saga of me going to see Ad Astrum. Oh, did you finally see it, or did you see a different movie again? So, well, no, I got Ad Astrum. I got my ticket. And I'm watching the movie, and it's like the... Apparently, this is different depending on what theaters you go to. But in Southern California, there's like 15 minutes of trailers. Okay. I don't know what it's like for you. Do you have that many trailers when you go to the theater? Yeah. And then for I feel like for Marvel movies, it's like an extra trailer, so it's like 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, I I think honestly, when we went to see the Last Jedi, it was thirty minutes of trailers. Yuck! And it was like, it, it was. I'm not. I'm not kidding. I almost walked out of the movie because it was like <laughs> my dad checked his clock and said, it, "It's been thirty minutes. It's eight thirty now. We got in here at eight. And I was I, I was literally going to go <laughs> talk to the manager and say, "Hey, the movie's not starting, so I want my money back." Yeah, that, no, that that's fucking bullshit. So I'm I'm sitting in an Astrum. Um trailers are going on, they're going on. I don't care about any of these movies at all. But then what was weird was like it, it'd be like a drama trailer. I don't even know what it was called. But I could hear like the theater next to mine, like their speakers are extra loud. Um mm. and I don't know what was what it was, but it was like I'm hearing gunshots and screaming and it's like, you know, that sounds a lot more fun than this movie. So I went and looked and then that theater was empty. And then there's like a clown dancing on the screen, and it's like, well, what is this? And so I just sat down and watched this clown movie, and it was about a sad clown man. Was it the Joker? Yeah, it was okay. Cool. 
So this is this is the third time you failed to see the movie you planned on seeing, and you saw something else instead. So I th- my my stupid joke wasn't very funny. No, it, it is funny though. I like it. So I want to talk about Joker. Okay. Um, I don't think it was very good. Oh, you don't. <laughs> Uh, oh, you didn't see it yet, huh? So I've heard really mixed things about this, right? Because a lot of my my friends who I would say half the people I know are like, "This movie's amazing. It's a ten out of ten. I cried, I laughed. I'm really shaken by the fact that I live in a society. You need to go see this." The other half are like, "This movie was dog shit. It had nothing to say, but it thought it was really smart." And everyone needs to shut the fuck up. No one's gonna die in a theater. It's not good. It's not Batman. And I'm just like, I don't know what to do. I'll wait till it's on Blu-ray. <laughs> People really associate that shooting with Batman, don't they? It happened at a Batman screening, did it not? Yeah, but it could have been any movie. I know, but I mean, Batman was the unlucky one where that happened. Yeah, but it's, just, it's weird that people, like, people still tell stories that he dressed up like the Joker when he did it. Oh, that's not true. Yeah, it's bizarre. I, anyway, let's talk about this movie. Oh, wait, oh, one more quick thing about the Batman shooting. Yeah. The thing that sticks out with me the most about that now is that at the time, like, two days after, Dane Cook told a joke. He was like, yeah, I mean, I didn't like the movie either. And everyone <laughs> laughed. And in, the internet got that. fucking so mad at him for yeah, telling this I joke re- that actually did really well. Like, and he got in trouble and got, you know, put in, like, Twitter jail or whatever for a couple weeks. And and I was just like, no, that's a funny joke. <laughs> like, yeah, a bunch of people died, but still, it's a funny joke. Those are separate things. Oh, uh, so this movie... Yeah, you're you're right. Different people seem to have totally different reviews of it. Mm-hmm. What frustrates me is that I called it at the trailer that someone got an interesting script about a sad man that gets broken and turns violent, and then someone else said, "Hey, let's get some DC intellectual property and just put it over the script and ruin it." And that's literally what it feels like while I'm watching it. Well, everyone else is just like, "Oh, it's basically Taxi Cab or Taxi Driver or whatever that movie yeah, is," but with the it's Joker. Taxi Driver. It all the smart, like, there's a lot of smart camera work that's all like stolen from other movies that he was clearly inspired by. But it's like there's there's good acting. Um, there is a good story. There's very serious moments. There's like, there's a couple moments that are like, "Oh wow, that's a that's a twist I didn't guess coming." And I'm invested in what's going on. But then they pepper in these bizarre sequences that are like... Like, there's a part where there's, like, giant rats in the city. And they're, like, as big as dogs. Why? And it's so goofy looking. That's... And it's the kind of thing... You might see that in a comic book. Yeah. But the movie does not have a tone of a comic book or a fantasy land. And it, like... I see a giant rat walk around the corner. And I'm, like, I'm rolling my eyes. Sure. And there's like a dramatic thing and he has a he has this episode where he hallucinates uh, having a father figure and it's very tragic and sad. And then um they talk about uh uh Batman's father, what Thomas Wayne, Thomas, right? Uh yeah. It's like Thomas Wayne is there. And it and then it's like it turns out that he's Thomas Wayne's uh um bastard son. And it's like why make this universe so small? Like he, I was just going to say that. Gotham City is fucking huge. Why does everything relate to goddamn the Wayne family? That's stupid. And so every time that happens, I roll my eyes. And like, <laughs> I mean, are you going to see it? Do you care? No. So here's here's the big spoiler. Um, This isn't the big spoiler, I guess. I, I hope if you guys care about watching the movie, you've seen it by now. But by the end, when he, he kind of, like, becomes the Joker, like, he, he commits to 
no longer taking his meds, and he's just going to do what he wants. And he's going to he's gonna do his own thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that night, there's also, like, these political rallies where it's, like, the 99%ers attacking rich people. Uh, because, like, because the, the clown murderer killed those rich people. That's what we should do. And so there's, like, this big rally. And so part of that rally, people are getting out a little out of control, and then somebody kills um, Bruce Wayne's parents in an alley. All of that and cut so out. So and so someone ki- got killed. What? I missed who died. That you, Your audio cut out a little bit. Batman's parents. Oh. Really? They did that too? And they do the, the whole thing to pearls story? and the flowers. Oh, and, and there's Batman's giant rats there. Story. And then, so, so this is what happens. Literally, the Joker is born the same day that Batman is born, symbolically. And I of rolled course. my eyes so hard that they, like, ran out of the theater and I had to go chase them. <laughs> like, that's, that, that's how the movie ends. And I was like, really? Like, I, I was kind of interested. There's scenes that are like, oh, this is so tense. Oh, it's so suspenseful. I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat. And then it'll do something stupid. And I don't care anymore. And it will take time, but I start to care again because the acting's really good. Mm-hmm. And then something stupid will happen, and it deflates it all. Um, I know the the one review I watched for it. It was like, he's like, okay, mama's done with the movie. As long it's not great, but it's fine. As long as you don't go on a ten minute like speech on about living in society, I'll give you a five out of ten. He's like, oops. oh shit. So he's okay. Like, okay, well, as long as you don't tie it in with Batman's origin story, I'll give you a four out of ten. Oh god damn it. <laughs> so like that that's the thing too. The whole movie he's building up to um he he's such a weak character and the the sad part is that he's basically he's a mentally ill person that is not getting the help or support that he needs. Uh he's getting blamed for things that are not his fault. He's getting beat. He's like literally his life is threatened more than once. Everything around him's going wrong. Um he's so like awkward like he he wants to make people happy. He wants to tell jokes, but it's mm-hmm. like he doesn't have a sense of humor. Um, like there's a scene where he's in a nightclub, and it's like the guy's telling jokes, and everyone laughs, and then he tells like the setup to the next joke, and then he's the only one laughing, and it's like ruining the night for everyone else. And it's just oh like, yeah, because like like that's this thing is he he laughs at like the wrong part. Yeah, and it's this like creepy thing where it's like what's that guy's problem, and yeah. so you feel sad knowing what his problem is. Um. So it's just, it's weird because the whole time it's like he, if he gets too stressed out, he has this like uncontrollable laugh that's creepy, but it's like, this guy cannot lead a gang. Like he, he seems to have trouble putting plans together. I can't picture him orchestrating a bank robbery. Sure. Or rivaling the world's greatest detective. Right. Like it's just, he's not the Joker. This doesn't feel like an origin story. It feels like something that should have been the movie Laugh and it's about the clown you know, yeah. That would have... So, it, mm. it, the whole the whole time, um, the running thread is that him and his mother watch this late night show, and it's like he kind of he looks up to this late night host as like a father figure, and it's like he wants to be a good comedian like him, and he wants to just make the world laugh like he does, and so the oh we gotta, you know, oh, look at this guy, we're gonna talk about the news, and ah ha ha, I love it. So by the end, um, his he he goes to a nightclub and he does a stand up routine. And he just, he like crumbles under the stage pressure, you know? Mm-hmm. But someone was filming it and they sent it in the show. And it's like, hey, look at this Joker. Huh? That's the name of the movie. He can't tell a joke. And so they invite him on the show for an interview. 
So the end, it's like he kind of becomes the Joker and gets invited to this late night show. So that's when the camera's on his face and he's sitting down in the, on the guest seat and the host of the show says, well, Joker, do you have anything you'd like to say? And the Joker looks right in the camera and he starts to make an end sound and then it cuts to the end and you don't even get to hear it. Oh, really? That was a joke. So. About the N word. Oh. Ah. Uh, Thank you. I'm sorry. Normally I'm on the same page with you and I thought we were actually, we're, never mind. No, I, most of that's how the movie goes. I'm just, it's very, <laughs> there's there's such, uh, there's talent, and it's frustrating that they have these bizarre misfires, where yeah, it's like, that... routinely, they have to take you out of it. I'm trying to think of other movies that have done that, because I know I've oh, seen Oh, and then, so, so there's this, like, tragic thing where his mom keeps writing letters to Thomas Wayne, because uh, she used to work uh, for him. And she's like, he'll he'll send help. He'll help take care of us. He'll give us money if we just ask for help because we're family. And it's like she sends these letters every day. And he's like, Thomas Wayne's rich. He's busy. He's not going to answer your letters. Come on, Ma. And she's like, no, no, he will. So the twist is she had an affair with him. And so that kind of makes him go a little crazy. So is, is Joker he, the Bruce's half-brother then? So here's the twist. Um, the Joker goes to Wayne Manor and sticks his fingers into Bruce Wayne's mouth and then finds out that he's not, um, that he was adopted by his mother. And his mother was crazy, and his mother was kept at Arkham Asylum. Oh, so it sets that up as a red herring. So, well, it, that's the thing. There's, like, three red herrings, and it's like none of them have value. Right. Because it, it's like, it would make sense if he found out his mother was crazy, and that justified why he was crazy. But it's like, why why explain... It's not like mental illness runs in his family, because they're not related by blood. So what are the odds? Why would they let someone who came out of Arkham adopt a kid? It It's a, it's a little messy. And, you know, I, I say the word crazy because they kept saying crazy in the movie. And I know this is kind of a period piece. Yeah. But it was difficult to follow the plot when everybody just says, well, that guy was crazy. Well, I guess your mom was crazy. And it's like, are, is this shorthand for you don't understand or is this shorthand for mental illness? And like, I, I had trouble following the plot a little bit because they, they use the word crazy so often that it's like, dude, just get a thesaurus. I, I, I heard t- Tell me exactly what's going on at some point. And all, all of my knowledge of the movie is really secondhand, right? Because I haven't seen it. But I, I've also heard that it doesn't always do a good job of, like, sticking with the fact that it's supposed to be a period piece movie. Like, the, the Joker basically, his video basically goes viral at a time where things didn't go viral because they couldn't. And that's what lands him on stage, right? No. You just said that's kind of how it worked, though. Like, everyone started sharing his video around and all of a sudden No, he's... no, no, no. That was on the late night show. Oh... Yeah, no, that didn't go viral. But, so there's a weird, um, there's a point in the movie where he has a gun on him because he was beat up really bad. And so one of his clown buddies is like, hey, you got to defend yourself in this city. It's Chicago. I got a New York accent. Hey. <laughs> and um, and so he gives him a gun. And so he's on the subway. It's late at night. And uh, some like drunk guys are on the subway. And they start making fun of him for having a, a, a clown makeup. And he gets nervous, so he starts laughing. And like, hey, what's so funny, clown? We're going to rough you up a bit. 
And so they're like beating him to death. And so he shoots him. And it's basically, it's it's self-defense, but it's also like he's scared and overreacts. So okay. it's this thing where, well, this guy shouldn't have a gun. Um, he's going to get in a lot of trouble if anyone finds out he was involved in this. But also, these guys are kind of assholes. So yeah. It's it's not like he's going around killing people on purpose. The, the news is like, the, what these these rich people that worked for Thomas Wayne were murdered, and the, uh, the eyewitness said a clown did it. And then they're interviewing Thomas Wayne, like, "How do you feel about the murderer?" And Thomas Wayne is like, "Hey, if if in this city you're either a good person or you're a clown, so all you poor people, you're clowns." And it's like, oh, oh, I'm a clown, am I? Well, why don't I just put on a makeup face and march on Washington for you? And it's like, what is going on? It sounds like a very weird movie. It, it, I think this was an adequate backdrop to how tense everything felt. And it's like, it focuses on Joker character. Mm-hmm. And I think they do a good job with it. But given like the current climate where people are actually talking about real politics... I think a lot of people are reading into the pretend politics too much and trying to pull a greater meaning from it. And that's confusing a lot of people also. Because there's no greater meaning in what's going on in the background, really. That that is another thing that I feel like... It's not just that the movie's out and everyone has an opinion on it. It's also everyone's like, oh, and this is what the movie's actually politically about. I've seen a lot of different things ascribed to it, and I'm just like, or maybe it's just a dumb movie with a guy in clown makeup. It's, It's mostly a dumb movie... Um, I think if you want to pull things from it, you're not wrong to, but there's not, like, a clear thread at all. So, since we're kind of on a movie kick, I'm going, hey, what movies are coming out this year yet that I want to see? Frozen 2. So, Frozen 2's on there. I guess Doctor Sleep's coming out, though I'm not... Cats. I didn't really care for the book that much. It was fine. Zombieland 2. I do want to see Star Wars, but not right away. They're doing another Charlie's Angels movie? Yeah, this time... The girls are in power because they're strong females. Wait, is that uh, is that Miley Cyrus? Yeah. So there's a there's a music video they put out that was like Charlie's Angels, but it it has Miley Cyrus and Elizabeth Banks and someone else in it, and I was like, oh, this is neat. I don't know why they did this. I didn't realize that was for a movie. And Miley was actually going to be in a Charlie's Angels movie. Did you hear the Adams Family music? No. There was a good song um about Morticia. Uh, excuse me, I burped. Oh no! Terminator, Dark Adam's Fate. Family Song, twenty nineteen. Oh, here it is. Haunted Heart by Chris- Christina Aguilera. Hey, I know that name. Um, so you didn't hear this? I did not. Go ahead. Go ahead. Take a listen, real quick. Kind of surprised. This seems like something that would have wound up on my. I also my sent ears. it to you a week ago, but you've been busy. Did you? <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. But no, I mean, you you have things going on. It's okay. It's got a nice groove. So I take it they're doing a new Adams Family movie. Oh, you haven't seen that? I thought I saw a trailer for it, but I was like, I can't tell if this... It looks cute. I like she's taking a drill to put her boots on. There's actually kind of uh, some clever stuff going on right now. Oh, yeah. The song's interesting because it's so clearly shaped around... We have Christina Aguilera singing, so we have to do something really minimalistic for the instruments. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the drum beat is non-existent. It's kind of just a low synth. 
and then there's like some spooky kind of ooze in the background, and there's that's kind of all there is. <laughs> Maybe a couple other ambient things. I like the visual style of the movie. It's okay. I feel like it reminds me too much of um, the uh, Hotel Transylvania. There's a little bit of that, but I feel like they they do push the personality. Like they still like cartoon characters, and I appreciate yeah. that. Oh, for sure. I like. <laughs> there's a. I'm surprised you haven't seen the trailer. There's a cute scene where uh, who who's the girl's name? Wednesday. Wednesday. Um, she brings in a, a red balloon, like, from It. Oh, nice. And she's like, Mother, what is this? And Morticia's looking at it, and is like, That's odd. Normally there are homos- homicidal clowns attached to the other end. And she's, like, poking it. And it's, <laughs> it's cute because it's the kind of joke that a kid would appreciate, but also it's topical. And it's like, you know, I kind of... I miss that movies don't seem to do this so much anymore. Yeah. Well, the, the great thing about that joke, right, is it's topical because the movies are coming out, but also, like, I think It is going to be a timeless novel, so that joke won't ever age badly. Because I remember, yeah. like, oh, I read that Stephen King book, that's funny. So it's not it's not too topical. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, what other movies are coming out? Um, What's, Arctic uh... Dogs, that looks terrible. Last Christmas, 21 Bridges, which I remember seeing trailers for, that looks okay. Jay and Silent Bob three or whatever. Beautiful day in the neighborhood, which I thought I, I thought that came out on HBO or whatever already. I'm surprised. Or is that maybe that was something else? Movie called Bombshell and Spies in Disguise, oh, which looks so like no, a DreamWorks. Beautiful thing. day in the neighborhood is a movie. Um, the the other one that came out last year was like a documentary. Yeah. Okay. I remember seeing some of that, and it was really good. <laughs> So here's the Adams Family IHOP menu. Oh God! Um, I actually I I want this omelet, but there's uh there's <laughs> pancakes but with purple on them, or you can get hot chocolate with purple on them, and then there's a <laughs> chocolate sh- ice cream shake with purple on it. I like the color purple, so I guess I'm kind of down for this menu. Yeah, they got you figured out. I'm pretty transparent. Like a Photoshop layer with nothing on it. I'm also really kind of excited for the Cats movie. I think it's going to be weird as fuck. And I'm I'm down for something like that right now. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm, I'm looking at photos of what it actually looks like. And it's like the purple melts and it's all gross and doesn't look like Aww. the picture at all. I This one's cute. The pancakes have like spider webs on them in the picture. When you order them, it's like this mess. The... <laughs> <laughs> oh no! That's, that's, <laughs> uh it's sad. What is Arctic dogs about? Let's throw this trailer on. Arr, arr, arr. So it's about dogs pulling things, which makes sense because they look like huskies. It's one of those things where I don't, I don't mind the the art stylist, the character design. Like, it feels like it's probably going to be a terrible movie, but with what? a decent like Arctic dogs. Oh, okay. Got James Franco in it. I don't. I, I don't know why some of these. There's so many like these weird kids movies that like this that, that are animated. They get made, and they look like there's a decent amount of work put into them, but they're still bad movies, and no one gives a shit. So, did you see the new Pixar trailer? Uh no. What movie they got coming out now that I won't see? Um, I can't remember the name. Pixar trailer. Uh, 
onward. This so, is oh, we I think we talked about this. Well, the trailer came out today. Oh yeah, no, I saw the a teaser trailer. We talked about the teaser yeah. trailer when that came out four months ago. So holy shit, that was four months ago. We didn't know um, we didn't know what the story was going to be about. So this trailer says what the story is. Okay, well, what's the story? What? So apparently, the 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 brothers um, they get their dad's like magic staff and use it to resurrect him because he died. Okay. But it only works halfway, so they only resurrect his legs. So it's just his bottom half, like walking around with him. Is that is that serious? Yes. That's that's fucking awesome. That's like wonderfully stupid. I love it. I'm trying to. Okay, actually, here. Are you? Do you have the trailer up? Yeah. What? What? Where should I skip to? At like 104. Yep. That is that is some 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 legs. Oh, so that's the plot is they gotta resurrect the other half of him and they oh they're doing some weekend at Bernie shit. This is I'm down for this. I hope they hit the comedy right, but I trust Pixar pretty well. Like this is I feel like Pixar hasn't done something kinda stupid in a while, right? Because what were their last couple movies? Like I know Inside Out was very like this is what you know, where we have something to say. And then there was uh there's Toy Story Four, which is like we wanna make more money. And then there's uh Finding Dory, which is also, we want to make more money. And I don't know, it, it, this kind of, like, it reminds me of Upwards. Like, what? Do, here's a wacky scenario. Let's go with it. Guy guy floats his house with balloons. It's like, oh, here's a wacky scenario. Some trolls resurrect their dead dad, but only the bottom half of him. <laughs> and they go on a road trip. It's like, fuck yeah. You know, that that's something that kind of bugs me with Pixar. They, they revealed a secret about their writing technique. Like, here's a tip for how we get out of writer's block. Or here's how we come up with our brilliant stories. And now that I know that's their technique, it's like, oh, if I apply that to all their movies, I realize they're all the same and I hate them. <laughs> what was the technique? So what they do is you want to you wanna have a character, like think of a character. Okay. And then Righty the put, them, put them in a situation that they've never had to deal with before. Righty the raccoon gets adopted by a crazy lady who thinks he's a cat, but he's not a cat. What's the next part? That's No, that's it. That's it? So... What if what if a little boy's favorite toy wasn't his favorite anymore? What if there was an ant that didn't fit in in the colony? I what if there was a fish that didn't stay in the school? That's stupid. That's not that's how you come up with like a one sentence premise. I want to know what's going to happen to Ratty the raccoon who just got adopted by a crazy lady. Maybe the crazy lady's blind and he falls and he realizes he needs to stay around to, to take care of her. And so he becomes just seeing eye dog, but he's a raccoon. And he likes to steal things because they got little bandit masks. What happens when the robot that has to clean Earth is the last robot on Earth? Okay, I'm actually kind of enjoying this Raggedy the Raccoon idea. I should write it down. You should. I feel like there's something really funny and, and whimsical there. What happens when a wild animal has to be a domesticated animal? Yeah. And it's a Pixar movie. Is that the so, is that the good dinosaur what? one? <laughs> um, I never saw Good Dinosaur. I don't even know what it's about. Oh, uh, Good Dinosaur. What was that? It wasn't that bad. People like hated that movie, and I thought it was fine. It was cute. It was a dinosaur adopts a human, and I. It what if the world's I think, fastest I think it was race car like, had to slow down for a little bit? I think it was kind of like Ice Age about dinosaurs and cavemen. Like I think he had to get the human back to his family. I don't know if that's completely true or not. Maybe what if a dinosaur like was good? Yeah. What what if a what if a 
a, a red-haired daughter's mother turns into a bear. I, I like Brave. Brave was a fun movie. I, ah. Uh, Brave bugs me because it, it reminds me of, um, I, I had a rant like last week about Princess and the Frog where it's like, it was frustrating watching that movie because it felt like the last creative thing Disney puts out. Mm-hmm. And Brave feels like, oh, this is the last time Pixar cared about telling a story. Like, right after Brave, that's when we got Toy Story 3, uh, Imagine Blocks 5, Strike 4. It's like, okay. Yeah, uh, people didn't like Brave, and it's like, I feel like they were, they didn't realize that it wasn't telling a conventional Pixar story. And I thought that was cool. Idiots. I, I don't, I don't know what there is to not like about it. I don't either. I don't know. And I, <laughs> I love, I love that scene in uh, in Wreck It Ralph too. Did you see that one? Is all where all the Disney princesses get together? Yeah, that's like the only scene in the movie that I like. I've heard that. <laughs> that's the only one worth watching. Um, it, it, it's cute too because they, <laughs> um, they're talking to to Vanellope about like, um, like they they realize Vanellope's a princess and it's like, oh, so you know whatever and like. <laughs> you saw how they all got their like cozy t-shirts and stuff yeah um so like one of the princesses starts singing about how she loves her new shirt and then um and like the stage lights come in and everything it turns into production and vanellope's like what's going on and she gets like scared and like wait you've never had a song and like no it's like, don't you just, you look in water and you see your reflection and realize that there's a big metaphor about your life inside the water? And like, no. And then all the princesses like recall the scene in their movies where they looked in a reflection of water and had a song. Oh, nice. And it's like, wow, this is a pattern that I've never noticed before. That's really funny. Oh, also, oh. I fucking love Sarah Silverman as, as Penelope. She's yeah perfect for that. She's good. Um, The casting in both those movies is good. Like, across the board, I think. Yeah. I think the writing in the second one is a little weak, but there's fun moments that I really enjoy. But then later, Vanellope's looking at a puddle on the ground and has a whole song about this, like, R-rated MMO that she wants to play in. And it's really cute, because it's structured like a Disney song, but there's, like, Mad Max cars crashing into each other. I didn't know there was a song in Record Ralph 2. Yeah, it's cute. Um, It's a place called Slaughter Race. Let's call it official video. Oh, hell. Oh, my gosh, she's, like, asking, come on, song. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's cute. Honestly, the the whole princess segment and then this song are the only parts of the movie that I feel like were thought out. The volume on this video is really weird, though, because it's quiet. Hey, there it goes. Yeah, a, a lot of Disney songs seem to do that. Like, even on the official ones. It's not just the copyright dodging ones. Yeah. <laughs> I love it because it's a joke, but it's also they're still doing it. But because it's got Disney production, it's good. Yeah, they they commit to it. It's not just a throwaway gag. Because it reminds me of uh, Duke Nukem Forever, right? Where like like oh, we'll make fun of games, and then we'll have to just do the thing, like ha, physics puzzles. Okay, I'm gonna move the thing to get the switch so I can traverse the level. You know, and you're just like, yeah, but physics puzzles suck. Why would you make us do one? But when you know when you do it right, or you just have like quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish this movie was better. Cause parts of it were neat. Yeah, I'm sure. I've heard like it has good. It's one of those things that has good ideas, and then it has bad ideas, or like it tries to shoehorn a lot of um, kind of like modern like internet stuff in it. 
honestly, I think the issue is less about the... Like, I know a lot of people are like, oh, they're going to make jokes about Google and MySpace. And mm-hmm. it's like, that stuff works. I think the problem is that the the conflict between the characters feels like a step backwards. Oh, okay. Um, because the whole premise is that they're friends and everything's good. Um, and then, <laughs> like, the, the, the machine breaks and so they go, they have to go find eBay to buy a replacement part for one of the arcade machines. Yeah. And so they do that, but it's like, by dumb luck, Vanellope finds this other game, and she's like, well, I wish I could just stay here and play this game instead of going back to the arcade. And Ralph is like, I'm going to be selfish because I don't want my friend to leave instead of talking about it, which we're totally comfortable talking about. I'm going to go behind her back and ruin everything. And it's like, why? Like, it doesn't seem believable that he would mess up in this way. There's other ways for him to wreck things. Yeah, like, good. he could go online and accidentally say the N-word and then wreck his career. And it would be wreck that, it. Oh that no, would Ralph, be, why did you do that? Yeah, that would be a little more um, believable. I, <laughs> I'm sorry, I just had this mental image of him. <laughs> Um, of him saying like, 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 what? It's not that bad. I, I got black friends, right? And he looks at all the like the Japanese video game characters. He's like, oh, oh no, I don't. <laughs> That'd be really funny. It's like where, he looks at Ryu. He's like, where, where's Balrog? And it's like, like, no, no, no. You, you don't want to talk to him right now. <laughs> I. <laughs> That's so stupid. You know, listeners at home, I hope when you listen to the show, you drink also, because all our jokes will be funny that way. I feel like this episode's really weird, because it's, it, it's more meandering and stupid than normal, but less funny. Yeah, so I planned the topic. What was the topic? Well, that's the thing. I sat down to record it, and I realized, we can't talk about this for an hour. This is stupid. And the topic was? Um, do you know what, what today is? 1010. Today, we're recording episode 99. Oh, oh shit. So I want to talk about cheap things. So I went to 99centstore.com. And it's like, this is stupid. What am I thinking? I feel like we probably could have got a good 20 minutes out of that instead of, like, rehashing the plot to Wreck-It Ralph. I don't know. I found this website where you can buy, like, stupid things. Um, Actually, you know what? Let me just send you the website, and you can see these wonders for yourself. But they aren't necessarily cheap things, so it wasn't even the theme. I just someone posted a thing. Autistic child starts to speak after two days on CBD oil, but it's by a website that I would never believe in a million years. And I'm just like, huh. I wonder if this is true or probably bullshit because it's probably bullshit. Hey, a penis Yay. body pillow. What the fuck are with these pants? Like, at least get the penis body pillow, but they're just like they got like poop stains on them. Isn't yeah, this fun? Why? Why? The, the Donald Trump dog toy for seventeen dollars. I hate that. A dog umbrella. That's actually kind of funny. I like this one. It's dehydrated water. Just add water. Oh. I hate that this site makes money. Because I know it does, and that's Dude, Egg of Thrones. It's an egg cup that your egg can sit in to rule the Nine Kingdoms. Deadpool Gaming Mousepad. It has boobies. Prehistoric taco stand. I miss drugs yoga mat. Okay, that's actually kind of funny. If I knew someone into yoga, I would probably get that as a gag gift. (laughs) 
So, okay, I found a laser shooting dinosaur Christmas sweater. That sounds like what you'd see on an IPA. It, yeah. Look at this here, because I, I need to get a gift for my friend. He's, he's having his 50th birthday party next month, and so I want to get him something special. Oh, this one has Jurassic Park stolen assets on it. That's a good... These are all stupid. I hate them. Ah. Uh, so, anyways... Yeah, 15 milligrams of CBD isn't going to fucking do anything. You need, like, at least 300. Or does it, it... It's just... Really, it's just a really expensive vitamin, so it's stupid. God, I hate... I hate people. I want, I want us all to die. Draft. Which is good, because it's going to happen. Why? <laughs> These are so... Uh, Am I supposed to be on this weird shit cart? I'm sorry, I'm all over the place. No, this is stupid. I'm not even I drunk, though. I'm... I feel like I need to drink more so I can feel it and make it worth my while, but it's already almost 8 o'clock, and I should not drink too much more because I have to go to work tomorrow. Dude, can you imagine how douchey you would be if you showed up to work wearing these sunglasses? That um... They're sunglasses, but they shade your eyes and also your third eye. <laughs> That's so stupid. Okay, I'm kind of drunk because I'm laughing at that, and I shouldn't be. You know what? TN would really could use those. Well, that's the thing. Can you imagine having, like, the world's best TN cosplay, and then, like, you just pull those out, and everybody does a double take? Like, why do you have those? But if it was the world's best TN cosplay, then at least one person would know what you were doing and think it was funny. Oh, Did you see the Warcraft news? Is it more China stuff? No. Oh, what's the new Warcraft news? Um, they're gonna... It looks like they're gonna be adding more, uh, Death Knight races. I weren't all of them in there already? No. So, you know how, like, the pandas were literally on their own island and cut off by society during the mm-hmm. whole time that the Lich King was going on? So, the, the Lich King couldn't raise any of them, because they weren't there in the Third War. Oh, okay. So, now you can be a panda death knight. I guess that's... I don't know. Is that is, so, that, is that cool? Does anybody care? So, here's here's the the red flag I'm saying. Um, the, <laughs> There's a couple issues, because uh, one of the... One of the races doesn't exist on the planet until, like, a year ago. So, like, they're literally out in space. And oh. they're also made of light. <laughs> so, people are saying, like, wait, they're not retroactively adding Death Knights. They're making new Death Knights. Oh, that's, like, which a means point. The new, the next expansion is going to be about a new Lich King. Which means they're following this pattern where... Warlords of Draenor was a nostalgia fest about orcs invading Azeroth. And then after that was Legion, which is a nostalgia fest about Illidan and the Burning Crusade stuff. And it's like, the people were joking that, well, I bet the next expansion is going to have the Lich King in it. Oops. Huh. The Oops. <laughs> war. War is cyclical. That's the expression. Well, it's just, are they so creatively bankrupt that they have to bring back every villain that they've had already and resolved? It's frustrating, because you know there's at least two people at Blizzard who have better ideas, but the higher-ups are just like, no, people who will miss Wrath of the Lich King now, our metrics suggest that there were people that grew up with Wrath of the Lich King, and we're like, man, you know what would be cool is if we could do that, do those stuff again. So, man, they, they hired um, uh, Christy Golden to be a head writer now. And this this last expansion, it's been written so poorly, and there's just there's no story. We're looking at the final patches around the corner, 
and the story hasn't started yet. I'm like, okay, I'm done defending this. I'm looking forward to the next one because now that they have Christy Golden on staff, she's been working on this next expansion. I'm not saying she's a great writer and she's a great storyteller. I think she is good. Sure. But she can maintain a coherent thought. Hooray! That's all I ask. <laughs> the bar has been lowered. She's capable of it. And the <laughs> it, it's weird. Um, Metzen left to work on Overwatch, and the story in WoW got bad. And then they brought in a new writer, and it's like, okay, hopefully they just didn't have a head writer, and that explains why this was bad, and it'll, like, course correct. I wish Blizzard would hire me to write. I could... I'd have to, like, do a lot of research on what they've done, but I would at least not do Wrath of the Lich No, you don't. (laughs) Like, I'd want to at least... The notorious um, retconning, oh, we forgot about that lore every single time. Dude, the bar is so low, you can make up your own thing. Just start over fresh. So, the new villain is Ratty the Raccoon, and his blind owner is going around with bug spray. And killing all of the plants in Azeroth. Because she's like, oh, these goddamn bees. Oh, I got my bee mount. Oh, nice. I got all my bee reputation up, and I did the bee dance, and I collected honey. That's literally how you get rep. You go out into the world and just pick up pollen off the ground, off of certain flowers. Like, all over the thing, and just bring it back to the hive, and that gives you rep. Oh, well. It's kind of cute. Yeah. The last time I, I saw bees. the last time I saw bees in a video game, it was Earth Defense Force, and I had to kill like a million of them. It was fun. I love that game. Um, did, uh, I, have, did I have any other thoughts? I feel like I did, and then I let them go. I don't. Well, I don't did know you want to talk went. more about movies? Because I know you're looking at the list of stuff coming up. Oh, 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 oh! Star Wars. Yeah, so, Star Wars. Star Wars is awful, right? Yeah, well, sometimes I don't know. I don't know. Star Wars is fun. There's all these. <laughs> There's all these, like, unsubstantiated rumors, and it's like, I believe all of them, because they're all terrible. There was a a poll on IGN, and, like, the most liked Star Wars movie is Rogue One. Like, not counting the original trilogy or whatever, and it's like, everyone likes Rogue One the most, and it's like, that movie sucked. It's Rogue One is like the Joker, where it's like, oh, I can see the stitches in the script. Yeah. The way these characters change motivation, and then, like, (laughs) random things happen. It's like, wow, they why spend all this time casting so brilliantly and investing all this money into special effects? And then it's like, we'll just make up the script, I guess. Just yeah, do, I don't... Do it as we go. I don't know how these things get over... Like, I don't know enough about Hollywood to know, like, how a script gets greenlit, but it, it does kind of blow my mind when, like, a bad movie is made, and it's because the writing is is horrible and the, and the, the dialogue's really bad. Like, like the fucking second, um, the, the Fantastic Beast movie, right? Like... There's so many weird structural script writing problems in Fantastic Beast 2. And why didn't someone go fucking fix them? And it's probably because J.K. Rowling wrote it and she's like, no, you have to do exactly what I say because that's in my contract. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's the George Lucas problem. You don't tell the creative mastermind that shaped your childhood that they're wrong. But at the same time, you're looking at a $100 million movie. Like, well, you yeah, kind of have and- to. And you know this is this is the other thing. It's this double-edged sword where we're not allowed to complain about it anymore cuz normally these uh these like overly corporate micromanaged movies they all oh, they just turn out awful. Look at what happened. I wish they would just let the creatives do their thing. But then they and then, do. And then Disney lets Brian Johnson make a movie that like ignores certain things about lore and 
and also doesn't set up for the follow-up that is planned to be filmed. Like, he, I, I feel like you can argue that the movie's good or not, but I feel like you can't argue that he was working in tandem with the trilogy as a whole. Like, he did no work to set things up for the final act. I you know suppose. what I mean? That it, it, I feel like he was very focused on telling his own kind of story. Yeah. And they were told, okay, use these characters and end at this point, but you can tell your own story. So he told the story, but he didn't participate in what the three movies have to tell. I, I haven't seen the movie in a while, but that could be a fair assessment of it. I was thinking more like Alien Covenant, right? Where it's like, the movie sucked, and that was all Ridley Scott's fault. And it's like, maybe, maybe sometimes it's good to have a little bit of oversight that can be like, no, it's a horrible idea, don't do that. Did you have fun on Force Friday? Uh, so, I thought the Force was in May. No, Force Star Friday. Wars day. What the fuck is Force Friday? Force Friday is the day that all the Star Wars toys are released before the big movie. Oh, God, I don't give a fuck. But they also, they, they Disney did something new this year. We're like, yeah, let's do Force Friday, but we're also going to have Frozen 2 Friday. So there was a lot more Frozen merchandise than Star Wars, and I think that's telling. I don't know what I'm... I will see both movies. I don't know which one I'm least excited for, because Frozen did not need a sequel. And Star Wars Discourse is such a fucking shit show that I don't care anymore. So... The big controversy to come out of Force Friday is that they have there's a preview day where they they showed off online. Here's all the stuff that you can buy on Force Friday. Look at these shirts. Look at these dolls. You're grown men. Buy these things. Now between the time they had that preview and the day the stuff hit shelves, they went in and photoshopped out rows everywhere. Like people on the internet did? No, the company. Or they the company did. like. There's a T-shirt that's like an ensemble thing, and they like replaced Rose with the Slug Monster. And there's a shirt that says "Resist," and there's a big there's like an artwork of Rose standing in front of the word. And mm. now, if you go to Target, it's just the word "Resist," and there's no character there. Is it why? Be- because uh, you, is you it know because how of like the China thing, or is it no, because no, 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 no? Is it because people just don't like Rose? Because the internet's full of disgusting man children. That oh fuck, it, that got so bad that they're like, well, we can't put Rose. We can't risk associating this movie with Rose. I don't know why people don't like her. She was so I fun and cute and earnest. I'm using earnest again. I don't. It's so it's bizarre. And then Disney buckling over it is like. I understand that you have to look at sales projections and you have to sell things that people will buy, but maybe grow up a little bit and let a loud minority on the internet just be angry and give you free publicity. Like this is so gross that I I felt That's icky. so upsetting. I love I love Rose because she's my Warcraft character. Yeah, she's that's like, true. She dresses the same, and she's like a little <laughs> a little short and a little like round. Asian mm-hmm. thing with the mechanic and she has a wrench and she saves the day and it's like that's yeah that's I love that character so I'm watching my like my Warcraft panda in Star Wars and it's like this is the best movie ever and then she like has some stupid line that doesn't quite work and I'm like oh whatever it's still good I re- it was so weird that that IGN poll had like The Last Jedi really low right like well yeah it's, everyone it, liked Rogue One that's no the one liked The Last Jedi right now yeah the second the second most uh, popular option was 
the third prequel? Which one is that? Uh, Rise of Skywalker. No, no, no. The 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 shitty one with Hayden Christensen. I'm <laughs> sorry. You have to be a little more specific. The the second one that Hayden Christensen no, was in. No, that was bad. The Sith was good. No, it was. Those movies suck. It They're was so fun. Bad. I don't remember what happens. Is Grievous in that one or the one yes. before it? No, Grievous is okay. in that one. Okay, Grievous is cool. That movie has really good sound design. I love but the music. But then R2-D2 flies and it's dumb. I love, um, no, that's in the second one. <laughs> is it really? I thought he flew in the third one. Uh, he might fly in the third one, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't. Uh, I, 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 I get the two confused. <laughs> I like in, um, I like, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I like the music. Uh, they gave Grievous this great theme that they don't use. Like, oh no, he doesn't do anything. <laughs> there's a there's a weird sequence. It's like a transition where they're like the camera's flying down to the planet, kind of, and it plays General Grievous's theme. And I felt like when when the Empire March is playing and like the Emperor and Darth Vader are walking on the Death Star, you get this sense of like power, and it's like this is their anthem. And with Grievous's theme, they gave him this amazing theme. It's just great. It, it's just it's so cool sounding, and it's him like standing at a table, and then the music stops, and he's like talking to the the senators. And it's like we will relocate to this planet, and it's like wow, this is a great, <laughs> great use of that music. <laughs> and, and then he dies. Oh, it's like oh why. Why did you waste this character? You designed such a neat character. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that. That's that's like the running theme of Star Wars. Why did you waste this character? He's neat. You know how Grievous was designed. Didn't George Lucas be like, "I like him. You should add more arms." No, or something stupid. So, well, okay. Do you know how R two D 2s sound was designed? Oh God, weren't they like? Um, no, I'm thinking of. Uh, so, everyone credits George else. Lucas for having these great ideas, right? Yes. So originally C3PO was going to be like a New York car salesman and um R2D2 would beep like a microwave. And in the script, the way the script reads is um R2, uh, do you s- scan any sand people here? R2D2 beeps. Well, if you say so, R2D2 beeps. And that was it. And he went to the sound design guy and was like, "I I I, I can, can you just um make the robot beep? I don't know." And the guy came up with these expressive, emotional sounds that are unique to R two D two. Yeah, and they did. That was before like all the the digi- the UFL Studio and, and Cubase oh, yeah. and stuff it, like that. These programs made for that. They had to so fucking fully all that shit ahead of its time and brilliant. Not George Lucas. Yes. So quite similarly, <laughs> no. uh, George Lucas uh, he hires a bunch of artists and says, "Okay, the script. I'm sorry." Oh, okay, the the script. Um, in the script, we have a, a droid general. Like we, there's a droid army. We're in the third movie. I just now realized there's no droid general. So, the, like, there should be like a general character, and that was the direction he gave the art team. So there's these like three or four artists that were given the phrase "droid general," and that's it. And they made like two hundred characters, <laughs> where there's like a super battle droid where it's like this Goliath monster. There was a battle droid that had, like, a giant head. Like, it was a supercomputer hooked up to a machine. It's, like, issuing orders out. There was one that, like, transforms into a tank. Um, There was one where it's, like, it's an alien, but he has robot arms. And he, like, 
he talks to the robots that way. And there was another one where it's like a creepy little kid in a test tube where it's like he's like floating in this like thing. And he's like the super mind that issues orders and stuff. And so <laughs> there's this behind the scenes footage of George Lucas walking into this sad little art room where the walls are covered with all these characters. And he's just sort of walking around and he's like, he points at one of them. Oh, well, that one's neat. And he points at another one. He's like, oh, I like that guy. He's got, he's got a big head. And he points at this oh, little kid. That now that's scary. <laughs> and he basically like picked five that he likes. And he's like, yeah, we'll, we'll use one of these. And he like walks out of the room. And that's how General Grievous was made. <laughs> Imagine not giving them a shit about your like, the mo- the thing you will be remembered for the most. <laughs> it upsets me. It's a little weird. So you know how many hours I've put in my current book, and I'm I'm mad that there are still flaws with it, and I'm like, I'm mad that I don't have the time to fix them. And then this dude's just like, oh, that one's cool. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go back outside and smoke a blunt. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, um, they put General Grievous in the Battlefront too, and he's really good. He's like scary when you see him on the battlefield. You're like, ah, I'm gonna go the other way. Cool. How much money does he cost? Because it's Star Wars Battlefront two. Man, see, people still say that too. What's up with that? Wait, did, did they did they fix that? I think they did, right? Like Disney got pissed off. They that was never a problem. I thought the fucking microtransactions were ridiculous. No, and they had to like rebalance the entire game. They did because Reddit wouldn't stop complaining about it. Because it was like designed around needing to buy stuff to level up. No, it wasn't. It was so grindy. That was no. That was you're recalling the headline that you read. I'm recalling the headline I read. Yes. Yeah, well, I bought. I played, I played it. the game like five days before release date, and since then, and I still have no idea what anyone's talking about. Well, maybe you're just a normie who who is totally fine with being exploited by the proletariat and the British. Yeah, but if I if I put more than fifty five dollars into the game, I'd feel that way. But the fact that I paid less than retail for it, and not any more since, and I keep getting all these free updates and stuff. Oh, did the characters they just put in? They put in the. Uh, clone commanders from that xbox game with a really cool armor design the uh commandos i like cool armor designs i dropped my bottle cap and i'm gonna cut myself when i step on it by google cool commander armor design which shows clone up. commander oh i said cool well, clone commando I, I did get a stormtrooper <laughs> <laughs> so you know and i got something weird on a pinterest thing but i don't think i can link to that without actually having an account on pinterest oh no that looks stupid never mind Hi everybody. Why are you listening to this? Uh so I was on uh, I was playing Final Fantasy last night. And uh okay. I log in. I want to level up a little bit, so I'm gonna do a couple dungeons, right? Mm-hmm. I log in and then someone sees I logged on, like, Cameron, will you tell us a story? So it's like, well, okay, children, gather round. <laughs> like, what story would you like to hear tonight? And like, well, la- last time, Cameron, you you told us a story about the the Star Trek museum on on Second Life. And it's like, oh, well, that's not the only Second Life Star Trek story I have. And I started regaling. <laughs> the, there was this intense rivalry between two Star Trek role playing guilds, and one allowed furries and one didn't. <laughs> and and like I literally I started the story by like writing lyrics to the opening the nightmare for Christmas. Um you, you remember how that opening <laughs> the opening song with the trees is like 
I do not. Um, shoot. Uh, the movie scared me as a kid. I didn't like watching it. Did it really? I think so. I love that so much. I drink too much, so I can't recall. I wanna, while you're looking that up, I want to say that I, as the person who's written four novels, I'm kind of offended that I've never logged into anything and had someone say, hey, Chad, tell me a story. Because it's literally the thing I've put the most hours in. <laughs> but you just log into this video game and everyone's like, oh, Cameron's the best storyteller. <laughs> so it's like, okay, I don't remember how I wrote the Star Trek lyrics. But the, the script of the movie is like, "'Twas a long time ago, longer now than it seems, in a place that perhaps you've seen in your dreams. For the story <laughs> that you are about to be told took place in the Second Life Sims of old. Now you've probably wondered where Star Trek roleplay takes place. Well, if you haven't, I'd say it's time you've begun." And I tell I tell this whole story <laughs> about like there was a Second Life um, sci-fi convention and I was working the booth at it and there was this rivalry because more people were coming to our booth because we had dancers and, and I was like I was curious what the other booth was like so I'm gonna go over there and, and introduce myself and people started like harassing me and yelling at me and sending me like tells and stuff and it was like <laughs> it was such a weird time. And anyways, the sim was going to get shut down, and everyone's like, we're going to leave Second Life, we're going to go to Star Trek Online. And so they threw out all the rules, so Q showed up and turned everybody into dragons, and they started yiffing on the Enterprise, and I was like, I'm going to leave. And it was just, it was this huge story that I wove together from my loose, my loose memories of the time. And sure. what was funny was, when I logged in, I didn't realize it, but there was a raid going on last night. Apparently, halfway through the story, the raid wiped, and they were gonna they're gonna pull again. And someone said, "No, no, no! Cameron's telling a story. We have to wait." And they stopped and they <laughs> sat next to the boss and listened to the Star Trek story. And once it was done, they, then they went back to the raiding. It's like, oh, that was fun. You should feel really good about that. It was. <laughs> I have fun. I feel like gifting on the Enterprise should be the name of your memoir. <laughs> Ah, oh. <laughs> delightful. Yeah. Fuck, I'm so glad we're friends. Do you have a glad space? I do. My glad space is an anime because I'm a weeb. I've been watching K-On, which is a uh, kind of a slice of life anime about four people who start a band in high school but spend most of their time drinking tea and eating cake. And it's really adorable made by Kyoto Animation, who and 3 is, is good. It's very good. I It's like Lucky Star if it weren't shit and also had kind of a plot. Is the best way. It, it makes you want to fucking buy a guitar. <laughs> like, main character, Yui, she walks in and she, she looks at, she's in a guitar shop and she's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy a guitar so I can join this band. I've never played the guitar before. And then she, she picks one and it's just like the feeling she gets when she, like, first strums it, like, they plug it into an app, and she just, like, plays, you know, doom. and there's something, like, so powerful about that, because it's, like, I just made music, and it did something fucking cool, and, it, and it, the show, for being really cute and low-key and, 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 and just kind of chill, it gets that music is fucking cool, like, it, it treats it so well, I've, I love it, it's such a great show. It's on Hulu, and I feel like people should watch it if they haven't. It's very good. That's a good one. I'm glad that's on Hulu. 
There, there's something about like you subscribe to this anime service, or I feel like there's a commitment to weeb life that some people don't want to make. So I like that yeah. there's some good ones showing up on Hulu and Netflix and Amazon here and there. So you can like, hey, you know what? Here's a good story. Just enjoy it. Yeah. What about you? What are you glad about today? Um, I saw Alita Battle Angel. Oh, no yeah. shit. That's a so fun I guess movie. I, my glad space is now people can stop recommending it to me. No. Did you not like it? Oh. You know how uh, the way I described the Joker, I pointed out that there were moments that I liked? Well. Uh-huh. I see what you did there. You did a little, you did a little pause because you didn't guess, like anything. You know what? And I feel like that's, that's unfair. This isn't a glad space. That's a bad one. No, no, no. We can, we can talk about this movie because, okay, the movie is, is flawed. I, I will upfront say Alita Battle Angel is like a really weird fucking flawed movie. But goddamn, I had so much fun watching it. I actually really enjoyed it. Despite being like, this isn't a great movie, but man, what it does well, it does really well. What does it do well? I like the world building. I like some of the horror stuff in the background. Like the one lady, she's like, oh, we want to get on the top of the, 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 the up in the city. We want to be on the city on a hill that's actually in the sky. And then she makes a deal, and she can finally do it. But the the curse is, like, only her brain and her eyes get sent up there because she's smart. We don't need the rest of you. We just need your brain. And, like, to me, that's, like, that's so fucking creepy. And it's just, like, one-off little thing. And it's, like, fuck, that's, that, was, that was cool. Like, that was a really good moment. I liked, I liked Alita a lot. I thought she was a really fun character. She gets into stupid shit, and she has a couple awful moments. The fighting, though, was really good. Really? The roller derby is I, stupid as fuck, okay, but I like problem. It. I feel like the highlight of the movie should be the action, and they spend so much of it like ramping up and showing the bad CGI that doesn't look good on Blu-ray. I, thought, I saw it in theaters. I thought it looked fine. Yeah, because the screen was blurry. I, and you know, I I probably would have enjoyed it more in theaters. But it's like, stop doing this stuff if you know you're going to release release it. Like, you, if Alita Battle Angel was on VHS, I'd probably enjoy it more. It's kind of it like, just looked bad. It's like when like, I played um, Twilight Princess, and it's like this game looks better when I don't have my glasses on. Yeah, because it's so jagged and awful. Now the world building is good, but it's like you know I'd rather just read well, the manga. The problem with the movie, right, is they're like, okay, we have a manga that's probably has like three hundred chapters or a hundred chapters or whatever. Let's just shove as much as we can into two and a half hours and hope it for the best, because that's really how the movie is paced. So the movie is like has some really big structural flaws, but it is I really enjoyed that movie. I think there's neat sci-fi in it. There is really neat sci-fi in it, but at the same time, I'm watching it and something neat in sci-fi would happen and I'm thinking, you know, I like that better in Warframe. And I, it's like there'd be a cool action sequence and it's like, yeah, I I'd rather be playing Warframe right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't say that's a, the wrong opinion to have. I haven't seen the movie in a very long time, which doesn't help. So, like, I saw it once I, in theaters. A lot and I was of like, that people just love it, so that's good. Please stop recommending it do to you have, me. Do you have a, a glass face that's a little less bitter. I. I really <laughs> you don't have to, but I. Well, no, I do. This is though. This is the rule, and you know, I don't think we've explained it in a while. Um. So, in case anyone started listening recently, glad space is to make sure you, you take time out of the week to be happy about something. Because it's really easy on the internet to just be negative about this and that and be smarmy and feel smart. But it's healthy to be happy once in a mm-hmm. while. I know we had some laughs tonight, but I really should have a glad space because I've been, I've been really bitter all week. It, it, the China stuff, um, you yeah. know, it was funny on day one. It was like, oh, wow, they, they banned that Hearthstone player. Wow, this is really bad optics, and I'm kind of laughing at it. 
but then like a day passed and they didn't comment on it. And then another day passed and they haven't said anything. And another day passed and it's like, guys, I, <laughs> say something. Like, <laughs> this this BlizzCon is going to be great. Oh, God. They have harbored so much ill will over this past year. You know, year. if they bring Keanu Reeves, they can make it better. They just have to hire him. I Well, that's the, that's the funny thing, though. I, I don't know what they can do that will make up for everything. <laughs> like, la- last year's BlizzCon is when Activision's stock dropped to a third of what it was. And really? it's not recovered. It, I mean, it's like it was a drop off. That's because of the that, Diablo on the phone, isn't it? It well, more than one thing. Um, <laughs> they also like a month after they laid off a million people. You know, it's like oh. they were doing something wrong every week. So my my stock portfolio is very diverse. The hole that Activision burned completely ruined all of my investments. I did <laughs> like, not I'm realize you actually had stock in Activision. I have stock in several things. I don't have any stock. And, and none of them are enough to add up to make up for the loss on Activision. So I've been paying attention to them all year. Sure. This whole year, they have not released a single thing. They have not announced a single thing. They have the worst received expansion to their one money-making game. Their other money-making game is literally outlawed in certain countries because the only revenue comes from loot boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing going right for him right now, ironically, is Hearthstone in the Asian Which market. Which they just completely fucked up. Completely. Now, well, okay, let me rephrase that. In the U.S. market, everyone's really mad. In China, everyone's supporting their patriotic decision. So, financially, they did make the correct decision. Um, morally, on a human level, it's an incorrect decision. But as far as the stock market is concerned, there was like a shake because Boycott Blizzard was trending on Twitter, but it's it's not actually that bad. But they have to like win people over. <laughs> what is yeah. it, like four weeks from now, they have to do something that makes the general public happy with them? Um, Boy, oh boy, that's going to be a good BlizzCon. You, so you know the... Okay, here's my glad space. I just realized... Something. Hey, we got it. Are you familiar with the tradition of BlizzCon and the guy with the red shirt? No. Every year at BlizzCon, I think... <laughs> I don't know how this happens. Because it's always a different guy. There'll be somebody at a Q&A that asks one question that you can tell the people that work there really wish you didn't ask that question. <laughs> and coincidentally, that guy is always wearing a plain red t-shirt. Oh, no. And it's really weird because at a game convention, especially a very specific game convention, you picture the t-shirt is going to have, like, a character on it. Right. You know, a logo. So it's weird that someone's going to the convention with a plain red shirt. So it's like, okay, this is deliberate. Um, Last year... Was the best red shirt guy ever, and he was the one that went up on stage and, in regards to the Diablo phone game, asked, "Is this an out of season April Fool's?" Oh show? God, I remember that. That that's still searing. That's still quotable. Now, people are talking about this upcoming BlizzCon. Oh boy, are they going to have Q and A? You you know who has a red shirt? Just a who? plain red T shirt. Is it Cameron? Winnie the Pooh. Oh my God. Isn't that delightful? Oh my fucking god! I want I want this to happen so much. I feel like twenty. I feel like the world owes owes the world this. Like 
karma is just like, you know what just happened is some the, fucker hit BlizzCon. The universe, there's like an orbit. There's a there's a, like meaning to the <laughs> alignment <laughs> of the planets. And these Cameron, red shirts have been building meaning? up to Winnie the Pooh. Yes. It's delightful. And so just that passing thought made me so happy no, that, today. That was very funny. Yes. <laughs> also, my so, secondary glad space is that episode of South Park where they just shit on China. Oh, yeah. So that Which is also is, on Hulu. Yeah. That's called Banned in China. And it's actually free because no one wants to advertise during it. Um, so God, if you that don't, was a good episode. Yeah. If you don't have Hulu, you can go to Comedy Central and just watch it ad-free. Oh, really? Yeah. It, nice. It, go, go look up South Park Banned in China. It was, yeah, it was pretty fun. Was great. Also, freaking um, Dying Fetus, the metal band, make a cameo on it. Like that, the the song Stan sings because he joins a metal band because he's so mad at his dad. Is a Dying Fetus song. That was pretty good. Yeah, too. It's a, it's a, they're a pretty good band. They're a three piece, which is fucking crazy because they have like just a heavy ass. Like the, I don't know what they do to their amps and their guitar to make it sound like that big with only three people, but it's fucking gnarly. Oh, and then Final Fantasy, they're going to add a uh, saxophone. That's cool. And a trumpet. Also cool. That's what you think of when you think Final Fantasy, right? Where's the trumpet? I mean, well, why not? So, yay. So, uh, well, wow, we're at an hour 20, but there's probably a lot of silence to cut because oh, I'm yeah, sorry. I, this is a train wreck of an episode. I'm this, sorry, everybody. This is kind of bad, yeah, but, I, I, you know, I had fun in the moment. Next week, we're going to answer all your, your reader mail. Are we going to do anything for next week? Is that true? It's the 100th episode special. We're going to have special guests um, Dick Van Dyke and Bob Hope and Mark Aren't Hamill. dead? Dick Van Dyke's not dead. Oh, good for him. He Oh, he announced the new um, Mary Poppins ride that's going to be in uh, in Disney World. The soul is dead. He's, um, he's doing okay. <laughs> he was at the Mary Poppins premiere for the new one. Did you see that new one? It was cute. I did not. Oh. Well, remember everybody, keep a, a stiff upper lip. Yeah. I don't know what that, that really means. Vagina. Give that the old slurp slurp. <laughs> <laughs> Yay whiskey. Fucking A, I love it. Goodbye everybody. <laughs>